BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Let's do the back half here, everybody. Once again, no shows Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. We no live time. shows. No live shows. Chris. All right, let's redo that. Let's uh, we'll edit this out. Let's start over again here. Uh, three, <laughs> we'll edit here this out. Three, two, one. OK, let's do the back half. Once again, no live shows Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. We hope everyone who hears this has a happy holiday. More info on our holiday plans coming up. But first, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Big problems become big problems when you let small problems sit. And Ben, they'll never know. We messed that up in the beginning, you know? Pretty good, no, right? they'll never know. Never yeah. know. The governor talked problems big and small during his pre-holiday COVID-19 press briefing this afternoon. It was a virtual meeting live from one of J.B. Pritzker's houses. He has like five of them. He's really rich, guys. And along with suggesting that we all keep our sorry asses at home this holiday season, Governor Pritzker delivered some good news. More than 100,000 people in Illinois have received the COVID-19 vaccine so far. By sheer population, California is three times our size and Texas is two and a half times our size. So they will eventually outpace us in sheer numbers at some point this week. But the vaccine team in Illinois sprinted past them all in week one. But what about this Moderna vaccine? The Moderna vaccine, of course, does not require ultra-cold freezer storage and has a longer shelf life of 30 days if kept refrigerated after it's thawed, which allows for more flexibility in its distribution. And with this week's Moderna shipment, vaccine will have officially reached all 102 counties in Illinois. Very interesting. Uh, hmm. I like how he says, of course. You know, I don't know if you heard about Moderna, of course, doesn't require actually like we all know that, you know, we just put of course in there. It's like, you know, uh, of course, we all know that and he, he's got that conversational way of saying, of course, like, oh, yeah, I knew that. Dennis is like, yeah, not in his head. Yeah, I knew that. That's oh, yeah. I mean, I was, uh, Come on. I mean, everybody knew that. It like goes without saying, Governor Pritzker. I mean, gosh. <laughs> yeah. You know. Everybody knew that. The enemy is you. Hey, watch it, Pritzker. (laughs) Ah, J.B. Pritzker. That one was for Michael Girardi on the live stream chat. All right. He loves the enemy is you. Yes. All right. Now, because it's what you do in Illinois in the year 2020, we have more people actively suing the governor, suing him over his five-phase mitigation strategy to safely reopen Illinois. Face coverings. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Michael O'Brien. Four parents of Illinois mm. high school athletes filed a lawsuit against Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker and the Illinois High School Association in LaSalle County Court on Monday. The suit claims that Pritzker's cancellation of the winter high school sports season, quote, is an unconstitutional violation of the plaintiff's right to equal protection under the Constitution of the state of Illinois. The yeah. Suit seeks to bar Pritzker and the IHSA from enforcing the cancellation of the winter sports season. 
Uh, looks like here we have a quote from Laura Grochaki. Sorry if you're listening, Lauren. I butchered that last name. Uh, this is the attorney for the plaintiffs. Grochaki said, quote, Pritzker is using this emergency statute to create these restrictions. They are supposed to have a rational basis. We are asking why high school sports have the restrictions and why college sports and pro sports do not. Is there a rational basis for the restrictions on high schools? Or is there something else at work here? Why are they allowed to play in high schools or not? We'll pause it right there. Ben, your thoughts. Well, this is what uh, would be a uh, textbook dictionary definition of mixed message. Uh, Now, putting aside the notion of rationality, just like a search for rational reasoning uh, in anything that happens in society today is very difficult. I could make a list of the differences uh, between high school and college that might warrant uh, allow the state to allow colleges to play, but prohibit high schools to play. I could go on that list. Like colleges have access to more money. They have wealthier, so they have more tests they can deliver. They could do uh, to make sure that the uh, players and the trainers and the coaches uh, don't have the virus. Uh, I could say that the players in a college team are all they're housed by the university, so they're protected to a certain degree. Whereas high school players, you know, I'm just doing this off the top of my head, don't all live in the same house, come from all over. Uh, the area to, to one setting and different athletes could be exposed to the virus. So I can make all uh, these distinctions, but uh, ultimately the reality is that there really is no rational reason uh, D that would be uh, so vigilant uh, and regarding high school kids and so what negligent regarding college athletes, other than there's a lot of money at stake with college sports, particularly football. Uh, and it hasn't worked out all that well. Um, I would point this out that the parents who are filing this lawsuit, I'm not quite sure if ultimately the best interests of society are being served by their lawsuit. I remember the parents of athletes at Ohio state, for instance, who really pressed hard, uh, to have a football season, the Big Ten football season. If you recall, the Big Ten wasn't going to have a football season, and then they flip-flopped. I make fun of myself for flip-flopping on Madigan. And what's that they sound really, like again? They went like, what? they had a meeting, and they went bang, 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 nice. and they reversed. And I remember uh, the president of uh, Northwestern University, Mort Shapiro, saying, uh, well, when the facts change, I change uh, with the facts. And I'm like, man, nothing changed. It's like they got in the room and told you, lots of money at stake. You know, we're going to lose all these uh, broadcasting contracts. So it's kind of embarrassment. Uh, They had Big Ten football season, a lot of cancellations, players uh, coming down with the virus. They staggered and struggled through it. Ultimately, look, I'm not a a big-time football fan. My life goes on without football. So, like, with basketball, it's a different thing. Okay. You know, can we keep, make sure that the players at the front of the line getting the vaccine so I, I get to watch basketball? But, uh, yeah, they, they make a good point. I just don't know if it's in the best interests of the students uh, to force the state to allow them to play. I don't, know if, I don't know if that's in the best interest. I just know a lot of parents. I understand their plight. 
you know, it's one of the highlights of their life to see little Bobby play football or wrestle or play basketball. And the moment passes and it's like they've lost something in their mind's eye. Little Bobby could have made it to the NBA if he had only had that senior year of high school ball and uh, probably delusional. But, you know, D, if you had kids, you played sports, you've been there. You know what it's like. You really get wrapped up into it. So I'm not sure the parents have the best interest at uh, stake. And if it ultimately undermines the ability of the Pritzkers of the world to uh, enact rules and regulations that protect us, it's not a healthy thing. So the faster we can get these vaccines out, D, the better. That's my attitude about it. And there was something you wanted to mention about uh, the Bulls head coach, right? Yes, speaking of my beloved Chicago Bulls, and here comes a huge mixed message. Having just said that about high school athletes, I'm all excited about the start of a new Bulls season. <laughs> Am I uh, sending out a mixed message? Yes. Am I a freaking hypocrite? Eh, a little bit. Yes. Is uh, Darren Bailey going to go, see, proves my point. Well, if you listen to the show, Yes. I heard a lawyer for those parents going to say, what's the rationale? Huh? Suddenly I'm turning the lawyer into Ben Shapiro. Huh? I don't get it. Hey, Democrats do this. Huh? Yeah? Huh? Seriously, guys. Really? Really, guys? Really? <laughs> More about how the Democrats are horrible people. But first, do you want bed sheets? Really, guys? Really? <laughs> Your Ben Shapiro invitation is way better than mine. I have to concede that. But... Having said all that, yes, lawyer for the students, I do hope the NBA gets off. It's going to be a very interesting rocky road. My beloved Bulls begin the regular season tonight, and I'm very excited about it, even though I haven't figured out a way to watch them. A long, complicated story. Uh, I don't have access to Bulls games. I'll be following on the Internet until I figure out (laughs) how to do that. Uh, There's a picture in the paper. Well, yeah, the bright one. I'd try and help down. you with that, but it just makes such great content for a podcast. <laughs> like, not able to figure it out. I know. And it's so weird because like the whole world has figured it out, but somehow or other I haven't figured it out, you know? And uh, I, I think it was Frank who helped me at one point with advice on YouTube, but it's not working anymore, Frank, the advice you gave me. And so I'm just going to have to invest in whatever streaming service Will get me the Bulls. But then there's like the NBA package, which doesn't get you Bulls games. It's blacked out. Okay. Then I got to go, all right, the NBC sports thing, but that gets me Blackhawk. Okay. I don't want to watch the Blackhawks. So you see, D, it's complicated. All right. I'm confused. Oh, poor host. Oh. You know who's really mad at me is that lawyer for the kids. This guy is such a hypocrite. Anyway, I'm really excited about my beloved Bulls. And uh, Miles Conflassen, a frequent guest on the show, is also excited about the Bulls. Uh, and he asked that we play uh, like a Bulls. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Great moments in podcasting. Folks, if you could see producer Dennis right now, and now he just left. I don't know where he went. Anyway, he went somewhere. Oh, now he's returned. Uh, a new set of mic uh, headphones. I don't know what that meant. Anyway, uh, it was a real funny thing uh, he sent me. It was a um, uh, it was a twelve days of Christmas 
bit that the Bulls did. It just got me feeling all seasonal. You know, it's kind of hard to feel a Christmassy D when there's no snow, you know, on the ground. And we're, we're all stuck in the house. Didn't you go to California a lot on Christmas? No. Thanksgiving. Oh, Get okay. It okay. Straight. All right. All right. All right. Get <laughs> it straight. Okay. I thought you stopped smoking reefer. All right. All right. Um, we do have uh, that audio, though, if you want to check it out. All right. Let's go. This is uh, for all the Bulls fans out there. Uh, Miles Conflassen sent this in a couple days ago. Wait. Hold on. All right. Ben, stall this. Doing the audio off my phone, guys. Sometimes it oh, it's off your phone? Yeah. But What's the matter with the computer? Um, it's a long story, all right? It's a long yeah, story. It's a long story. And I can tell you right now, this stuff will be edited oh, out. Horrible, no, horrible yeah. job of stalling. Okay, here we go. <laughs> of Christmas Chicago gave to me a basketball and a pear tree on the second day of Christmas Chicago gave to me two alley-oops a basketball and a pear tree on the third day of Christmas Chicago gave to me three block shots two alley-oops a basketball and a pear tree on the fourth day of Christmas Chicago gave to me four pick and rolls three block shots Two alley-oops, a basketball and a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, Chicago gave to me five golden rings. Four pick and rolls, three block shots. Two alley-oops, a basketball and a pear tree. Okay. Uh, the the guy with the five golden rings is Derek Rose. This is an old video. Uh, Joe Kim Noah, uh, Miles Kaplan. Thanks for sending it to me. But beloved Bulls from like 2012 around that era. Ronnie Brewer is still on the team. Uh, I just love it so much. Uh, in part D because there, I discovered that I'm not the only bad singer in the world. Oh my god, yeah, and I just love lo- people's loyalty to sports teams. Uh, the Bulls just can't do anything bad uh, in Ben Jarofsky and Miles Camp Lassen's eyes. But, oh, yes, they can. <laughs> <laughs> this thing. Yeah. Well, they can't sing, and they really can't play basketball that well. But other than that, great team. <laughs> Good times. Anyway. And by the way, uh, Bulls trivia. Uh, weigh in. Let us know. Uh, give us some questions. Maybe you want to weigh in. Let us know what you think, uh, how the Bulls will do this season. Send us an email, Show at gmail.com and at Benny J Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J Show. And you can call us 708-658-4788. Okay. We want to remind everyone uh, one more time here about our holiday lineup. First up, Christmas Eve, tomorrow. Comedian and daughter of Ben Jarofsky, Rachel Jarofsky, with comedian partner Cody Wilkins uh, will be joining us. Uh, It's going to be available for download tomorrow morning by 5 a.m. at the Chicago Reader website and wherever else you download podcasts. And in about two hours, we're going to be jumping back on the Chicago Reader live stream here. And we will begin our top 10 Chicago and or Illinois stories of 2020 countdown 
It'd be great if you'd join us. If not, don't worry. It will be available for download on Christmas morning. And because the year 2020 was a total shit show, and yes, admittedly, also because we added the word gate at the end of every single local story this year, we're going with a creepy, evil, what life would uh, in hell would sound like sort of vibe. We're calling it, and Merry Christmas, the 10 gates of <laughs> Illinois hell. The 10 oh gates my God. of Illinois hell. <laughs> Holy crap. It's going to be going down in about two hours. Join us on the live stream chat. Uh, I mean, if, especially if you've joined us for the local news all throughout the year. It's kind of a payoff uh, for the year 2020 in the Ben Jarofsky Show local news segment. So join us. And like I said, it's going to be available for download at the Chicago Reader website and wherever else you download podcasts. All right. And real quick, our Benny J show weekend lineup, Benny J uh, bonus interview lineup uh, on Saturday. Chicago political strategist Del Marie Cobb will be back. She's joining us. She talked Biden and so much more uh, on Sunday. We will be playing a best of show. Uh, we're going to move our Dan Savage interview to the front of the line. And finally, on Monday, a brand new interview with ProPublica journalist and dear friend of the program, Mr. Mick Dumpke. It's going to be available for download Monday by 5 a.m. He talked the Ann Jeanette Young video and more. It's our holiday content. Go check it out while we're away. And on Tuesday, we will be back with a new live Ben Jarofsky show. <laughs>